Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. our podcast. I am Anna Marie and I'm here with my favorite host, Brittany Bly. How are you, Brittany? I'm doing really well um, physically. Mentally, <laughs> it's been a rough week. It's been snowing a lot. Oh, uh-huh. And it's been I a long. Uh, it's been a long year of a month. You know that Counting Crow song, A Long December? That's... No. Oh, okay. Well, there's a Counting Crows song called Long <laughs> December, and I feel like it's a long January. Uh, by the time this is uh, posted for our listeners, it will no longer be January. But for me and Anna Marie, we still have two effing days of January. <laughs> two yeah, days. How has it been? Like, this is the longest month ever, in my well, opinion. I, I was just talking to a friend because I had some friends visiting me this weekend, and one of them was like telling me a story of whatever and she's like yeah back in january this and i was like wait are you talking like (laughs) last january or like it's still january yeah and she's like oh my gosh yeah (laughs) it's like just two weeks ago she's like back in january (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely asinine that i like look on my watch and i'm like oh my gosh it's still january how (laughs) is it still january how's all those uh resolutions going everybody because i am doing a hard thing and it's called remember when i was talking about like 23 hard things my hard thing is getting through january (laughs) (laughs) one one and then getting through february (laughs) two valentine's day with no valentine (laughs) oh so sad well, this week, actually, I had two snow days. Oh. Like, school was canceled twice, but on a Monday and then a Wednesday. Wow. So it was the weirdest week because we were, you know, at school on Tuesday and then Thursday. And, like, t- I kind of knew Wednesday was going to be a snow day because sure. we were anticipating, like, so much, pr- like, snowfall. Yeah. And so Tuesday felt like a Friday to me. Mm-hmm. But then Thursday felt like a Monday because we're like back at school and literally I was talking to an assistant principal and he's like yeah how was your weekend I said you mean Wednesday <laughs> like, our minds are messed up also the best thing is a snow day but I guess in the district that I'm in we have to make up our snow day each you know one how- or after like no, five of them no every one that's crazy because mine usually here is like you know we have five that are kind of scheduled into the year. And then once we go over five or yeah. whatever, we actually had to like come to school yeah. for extra days, like in June, yeah. which is just absurd. Yeah. But then I think the district I'm working in now, I was told we'll have online days. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I cannot even think of anything worse uh-uh. than like, Oh, we're supposed to end, you know, before Memorial day. Oh, but we had snow days. So it's now June. Can you join the zoom Log link into the zoom link so we can watch a movie on math? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donald duck and geometry land. Yeah. It's funny. 
Did you say Donald Duck in Geometry Land? Yeah, it's a movie. Is that a- <laughs> it's a We're going to unpack that later. Um, <laughs> you had your friends come in town. That's fun. Yeah, and we just um, did things. We like saw a musical. We saw Six, the musical, which are about the six wives of Henry VIII. And then um, it's funny because you know when people come visit you yeah, and you take them out to go see like the city where you live. So yeah. then you end up doing things that you don't, don't no, normally don't do, do yeah. or have ever done. Yeah. And so I literally have like lived in this city or like, you know, a- around this city in Ohio my whole life, aside from being in California. And I've like never been to this famous bookstore that's in German village. Mm. <laughs> There's like, 30 something rooms in this let me tell you i am not claustrophobic but i think i started to be yesterday but there's so many books and i bought a bunch of books which is funny because i don't read no i mean i am literate but i just choose not to (laughs) read instead i choose to watch um tv shows and then i rate them on a podcast called pilot life (laughs) we don't have a podcast called pilot books lame but I kind of, maybe I shouldn't say this, maybe this is bad for business, but I kind of want to do a challenge where I don't watch TV, aside from Pilot Lights episode, yeah. you know, whatever, for like a whole week and I actually just read. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my body's and my mind's like craving that. So I think you should do that. Yeah, I might do that uh, when February comes around, whenever yeah. that happens. <laughs> In a month when February comes around. Um <laughs> I love that for you. I am uh, just numbing with lots of TV, basically. Uh, And so I started this show, Last of Us, on HBO, and Mm -hmm. it is so good. It's based off of a video game. Um, It's kind of like a zombie apocalypse show. We may do it. It's kind of spooky. Also, it's a little bit triggering because they have some like they talk about the beginning of this like pandemic. And I was like, uh, uh, we're coming up on the two year, three year anniversary. I don't think I could do this. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. Is it two years? Three years. Well, 2020 in March. 21, 22, 23. So three years. We were talking about it. I just I don't even think I can truly talk about it without breaking out in sweat and hives. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so yeah, we'll maybe we'll watch that for one of our episodes. It's good. I didn't play the video game obviously cuz video games are for nerds. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense well, to all you nerds out there. <laughs> all you nerds out there, but I also have no coordination. Also, I think like if you grew up poor, you didn't have video games. No, of course not cuz you couldn't afford them. They're expensive, right? So, all right. Well, Brittany, I'm so excited for our episode this week this is your choice so why don't you um introduce it okay i can't even tell you how much joy i got re-watching this pilot episode of roswell um i was wrong last week i said it was 1998 1999 the wb mm-hmm. yep october 6 1999 <laughs> debuted and 13-year-old Brittany uh-huh. was obsessed with my good friend at the time, Stephanie Irish. We were <laughs> obsessed. We recorded every episode on her oh, mom's yeah. like VHS player. Yeah. And then I would come over on like Tuesday nights and we'd sit in her mom's bed with popcorn and literally watch every single episode. Oh. But anyways, Roswell. And uh, I really appreciate you watching it and going down memory lane with me because of course. this is a 
peak 90s. I mean, I guess it was like the last year of the 90s, but definitely very 90s-esque. Yes, very uh, turn of the millennium. Have you, did you know a lot about, had you know, I made you guys watch it when we lived in Palo Alto. No, were you not there? Or I was not there. Yeah. And, And I know Christina watched it and like liked it. That was something she and I bonded on. When she was younger yeah, or whatever. That was yeah. our Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your guys' Venn diagram. Yeah. I had never seen it. I'm I think I had like heard of it. Also, I know that there's a city called Roswell, so New Mexico. That's true. Which is different than the series that's called Roswell New Mexico. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's is that a remake of this one? It's a it's a different it's not a remake. It's like a few years later, but it's like more geared off of the books that the show is based off of. Right. I did see mm-hmm. um, that they were based off of, it's called like Roswell High mm-hmm. series and there's like 10 books mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was talking to a friend about uh, what we're recording this week. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we're watching a show called Roswell. And she's like, like Roswell, New Mexico. <sighs> and I was like, well, no, not that series and she's like no like the town is it about aliens and i said i don't i don't know i honestly was like i don't think so oh my god but (laughs) that's all it's about is aliens (laughs) and she said why else would there be a show about roswell new mexico i'm like well i don't think it's that explicit um let me tell you something about i was so obsessed with roswell i'll probably cut some of this but maybe not so obsessed with roswell that my senior trip what, what I wanted to do with my two best friends, we never did it. And so this trip is still in the air for anybody who wants to join me. Uh, me. Wanted, we want, yeah, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Chicago, <laughs> eat some sandwiches, and yeah. then we're going to drive all the way to New Mexico, Roswell, New Mexico, okay. and literally just hang out in this like podunk town. Trust me, I've looked up Airbnbs. Wanting, there's like festival that happens in May, like the festival that was in no, the episode. It's of? a little bit different than that, I think. But yeah, it's like okay. a Roswell alien crash down festival. It's <laughs> I could tell you so many facts. I was obsessed with aliens and Roswell for a very long time. Now, were you interested in aliens before Roswell, and then you liked Roswell because you liked aliens, or no. was it like, oh my gosh, Roswell? Now I need to know more. Yeah, that's that was more. Um, my parents were. Uh, avid X-File watchers and I was terrified of X-Files like it scared me so bad the idea of like UFOs and aliens scared me which then entertained my parents because I was obsessed with this show about about aliens but I actually think I was really obsessed with the show because I was in love with Jason Bear the main actor in in like in love with him well I think I might be now so Uh, he's so darling what does he look like now he looks the same he looks the same and he was like 28 when they filmed this and he's supposed to be playing a 16 year old they all are i know he does still look good he looks great uh okay so let me give you a little bit of uh background information on roswell like i said it debuted in october 6th of 1999 on the wv network um this Network for anybody who may be a younger listener put out shows like Seventh Heaven, um, Charmed, Dawson's Creek. Smallville was my replacement for Roswell after Roswell ended, but uh-huh. um, I didn't get really super into that. What else was on? One Tree w- Hill. One Tree Hill was on there. Yeah. Great network for <laughs> angsty teenagers who really like music because at the end of every episode, they'd always show like 
you can hear in this episode featured Sarah McLaughlin and Dido. And then they would like show like a little clip of the CD that you could buy. They did that on, I remember they definitely did that on One Tree Hill or, and they would actually like, whatever that we're not talking about that show. No, but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, all of them, like the WB was known for like picking teen music that was like popular then which is really cool uh-huh. now as an adult you go back and you're like all these like great 90s tunes like chef's kiss that's all i have to say so roswell was produced and co-written by jason caddams do you know much about jason caddams should i i don't i didn't know this because i didn't watch these two shows but i think he like produced and co-created or co-wrote parenthood and friday night lights oh really yeah so like he those has are big shows they're huge shows and those are like i would say bigger shows obviously than this like underground like cult classic roswell but well those were also i want to say um cbs shows yeah which yes. is more mainstream than wb or cw or whatever the yeah. upn i mean they're all <laughs> What does it matter? The IMDb description of Roswell. So even uh-huh. though you didn't realize it was about aliens, the IMDb description <laughs> is the lives of three young aliens slash human hybrids with extraordinary gifts in Roswell. Yeah. Again, like I'm slightly disappointed, but also like love the vagueness. You know, it's kind of great. Yeah. Is that even a real sentence? <laughs> it's like there's no... Uh... Are what you know, but that's funny because I was looking at the books uh-huh. and the books um, descriptions are like talking about the six of them, how there's like three humans and three alien mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. and then how they like navigate high mm-hmm. school. So whoever wrote this IMDb one is just like really focusing on the alien yeah ones, the alien <laughs> aspect. So yeah, like you said, they're based on the show is based on uh, the book series Roswell High which are young adult books, which, yes, I've read, uh, written by (laughs) Melinda Metz and edited by Laura J. Burns, who they later became staff writers for the television series, which I think is really cool. That's good. Yeah, I like it because then it'll stay consistent, you know, with like how they wrote it. So the tagline of Roswell, if -hmm. we can get to that, because there is a tagline, because there always was a tagline in the 90s. Uh There's truth to every rumor. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) there's another one what is it heroes come from the most unexpected places (laughs) what roswell (laughs) they come from roswell i guess are they heroes i mean he does save her not in the pilot yeah okay anyways that's true (laughs) all right well let's talk about the characters because truly i think that this is a star-studded cast of people who really found their footing and groove in roswell Okay, so we have uh, Liz Parker. She's our main character, uh, played by Sherry Appleby. She does a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff on Lifetime, but she also has produced, I think she directs uh, the new, like the reboot of Wonder Years. Oh, really? Yeah, she does a lot of directing now. Then we have Maria DeLuca, who plays her quirky best friend. Uh, mm-hmm. and she's played by Mahandra Delfino. And I actually think Mahandra Delfino may be one of like the best actresses in the show. Like she's just so funny and quick witted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have the dreamy Max <clears throat> Evans. He's brooding. He's quiet. He's this like dark, tall, handsome, just yep. dreamboat <laughs> for 13 year old Brittany, uh, yep. played by Jason bear, who is a Minnesota native. Hmm. 
Fun fact. I saw that yeah. and I thought of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we have Isabel Evans, who's played by a, a really unknown actress. Like, people don't really know. Uh, Catherine Heigl. Uh, <laughs> she plays Isabel Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, she's known for all of the rom-coms and she was on Grey's Anatomy after Roswell. But I think she did a couple of things before Roswell, but that was really how I knew her. Uh-huh. Um, what do you have to say? You have anything to say about Catherine Heigl? Um, nope. Okay. Um, she is in one of my favorite rom-coms, 27 Dresses. Oh, well, that's true. But I really like that because of James Marsden. Um, I like it because of her and James Marsden. But yes, it's a great show. Okay. And then we have Michael Guerin, who is played by Brendan Fair. Brendan Fair, in this pilot episode, we don't get to see the extent of how wonderful and fun his character is yeah um but he is really great and the chemistry between him and the actress Mahandra Delfino who plays Maria DeLuca ends up being Uh like one of the best chemistry entertaining and they're still like very close friends to this day like they'll like show they'll do like viewings of episodes of Roswell and like comment on them live like all through COVID they would do this like okay we're gonna watch uh the pilot episode and then they just like have it on and just banter back and forth it's so great oh my gosh that's funny I do have to say his hair in the pilot it like (laughs) doesn't get it's like sticking straight out in 360 all directions (laughs) oh well and Michael's kind of like he's he also plays one of the aliens so Isabel and Max are brother and sister and then Michael is another alien and he's kind of like the rebel his foster dad is like an alcoholic and he just he's kind of got a rough life so Mm. yes his hair is always sticking up and it doesn't get better as the series goes on (laughs) all of their hair is just like a great talking point but like it's not bad like he's definitely very attractive it just brings me back to like you know y2k like 1999 type of like Fun fact about Brendan Fair is when I graduated with my PhD, Jasmine, (gasps) my roommate, bought me a cameo from him. And uh, it is one of my favorite treasured videos. I am so embarrassed every time I watch it, but I also love it so much. And my, (laughs) if like she told him that my screen name in high school was Roswell Spaz 11. So I am mortal, morally, mortally embarrassed. Oh, so embarrassed. But it is like also one of my favorite things. Um, Okay. We have Kyle Valenti who Uh plays Liz's boyfriend and he's the Sheriff Valenti's son. um, And he's played by Nick Weschler. I haven't. Yeah, go ahead. oh, Oh, I know him from Revenge. Oh, yeah. So I saw him. I was okay. I was laying down and I was like, who did um, and then I had to like sit up because I'm used to seeing him with like scruff and yeah. like a goatee or, you know, a lot of facial hair. And here he's like, wait, you know, much younger than revenge. Oh, he's baby. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's him. I love Kyle. I love Kyle. It's just so funny because when you've watched the show, like when I watched the pilot episode, you remember like you love Max so much and then you're like, oh, Kyle, but he's so funny. Like even when he's mm. in, and anyways, just his introduction is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his dad is the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Valenti, and he's played by Bill Sadler, who's like a pretty well-known actor, um, and he's great too. And mm-hmm. then we have Alex Whitman, 
who is Maria and Liz's best friend. And he's played by like a really also unknown actor named Colin <laughs> Hanks. Uh-huh. I know the joke is not funny the second time, but I'm still going to keep it in. Um, and he's so adorable in this. I love Colin yes. Hanks. But this was, I think, his first uh, gig, really, that I knew him from. Um, and then Tess Harding, she's not in the pilot episode, but she's played by Emily de Ravine, who she's an actress that was in Lost. So she's a big character, but she's not in the pilot episode. And she was in Once Upon a Time. Yes, she was. <laughs> so like all yes. these actors and actresses are just like in tons of these like lovely teen dramas and lots of like Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies. And I just love every single one of them mm-hmm. so, so, so much. So Anything you want to say about the characters and the cast at all, Ani? I don't know. It like really transport is like a time machine while I was watching this with all the like fashion and hair and I don't know. It's just, and also just shows like you mentioned all those shows on the WB that are like high school drama shows where obviously due to legal reasons, None of the actors can actually be high school age students like yeah. because they get into crazy situations. And I'm watching it and it it took me back to when I was younger, like before high school and watching these types of shows where I was like, oh, my gosh, is that what high school is like? <laughs> so like, no, not at all. Um, yeah. So that was just what was going through my mind. But uh, yeah, people, the the boys are pretty. Oh the girls are pretty in this show. So uh, it's a good cast. So it's just you're absolutely spot on. I remember my friend Stephanie and I had this notebook that we like pasted all of these like printed out pictures of like Jason Bear and Shuri Appleby like together and was like glued on the front. And we wrote things like dreamers because that was their like uh, what's their their shipping name was like we were the dreamers. Oh it's ridiculous. Gosh. Absolutely. So ridiculous. And uh, we would just like pass it back and forth and just like talk about Roswell and all the episodes and like, uh, <laughs> but I remember thinking like we would get really into their, the actors ages. And I remember being mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, Jason Bear was like 28 when he played this role and Sherry Appleby and Mahondra Delfino were only like 19 or like 20. Like they were oh. very, there was like a pretty big age gap, but yeah. I laughed out loud in this episode when she's like, Max, you're 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like a five o'clock shadow he's like so tall with like man shoulders yeah. and it oh um my gosh. i i i will probably bring this up when we get more into the description of the plot but uh-huh. it gave me a uh, twilight vibes oh okay yeah and how it's like you know edward was what's supposed to be 16 or 17 but he's also hundreds of years old yeah. and it's also robert pattinson <laughs> it's like yeah that's what it felt like yeah it definitely did <laughs> um okay so let's get a little bit we'll roll into the plot i will say that the opening line and the opening scene is probably one of my favorites of any any show and honestly like i feel like i used to start my journal entries similar to this as a child because of roswell where she's like my name's liz parker and five days ago i died My name's Brittany Bly, and five days ago, so-and-so said hi to me in the hallway. (laughs) So stupid. But also so great, because is there a better catch and hook? 
Okay, so picture this. We're at the opening scene. Liz Parker is on her balcony. She's writing in her journal, talks about how she's died. And then we get this flashback. She works at this uh, cafe called the the Crashdown Cafe. Fun (laughs) fact, there used to be, and I bet there still is, a website called the Crashdown Cafe. And they literally just posted pictures and stories. And it was just threads in the 90s and the early 2000s about Roswell. (laughs) People would upload MP3s. Like, I used to just, like, download music off of this website. Mm -hmm. I'm sure giving my parents, like, so many viruses. Like, (laughs) downloading pictures, printing them off. Ridiculous. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's named after the Crash Down Cafe. They're working. They're waitresses. Her dad owns the cafe. And do you want to explain kind of what happens next, Donna Marie? Yeah, I think um, she's going to, what, serve her customers or whatever. And then <laughs> I just, <laughs> so cheesy. I just imagine, I just remembering what these people are, look like. Um, <laughs> just picture, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like really uh, nerdy tourists that are like. Conspiracy theorists at yes. the same time. Yes. And they're just like searching for these like unknown secrets as if they are the ones who are going to discover the truth about what happened and like no one else knows. And um, they I mean, she's like trying to get their order or something. And they're like, are you from here? Or something, right? Yeah, and she's yeah. like, just, you know, four generations. <laughs> and they're Have like, you ever oh. seen an alien? <laughs> and then literally, like, out of her pocket, she, like, pulls out this, like, photograph and hands it to them. And it's funny because we can't see it as the audience yet. And their eyes are just like, oh. And she's like, just don't tell anyone. Was it her grandma gave it yeah, to my her? my grandmother or took like- this picture right as the crash happened before they cleaned up the bodies. And it's just this like awful <laughs> cheesy picture of an alien. I mean, fake alien. I don't even know, but it's like black and white and it yeah. looks really weathered and old. And these people are just like, and she's just like, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll be back in a minute. Just don't tell anyone. Well, I love it. Like, Does anybody know about this? She's like, well, I know about it. And now you guys know about it. <laughs> like She's like literally done this a million times. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she and her best friend, this is when we meet Maria. And she says basically like, oh, Max Evans is looking at you again. And we yeah. are, oh my gosh, we pan over to Max Evans sitting in a booth eating a sandwich in this like olive green t-shirt. And I will remember they always put him in this like wonderful green color. And uh, he stares at her, looks away. And she's like, no, he can't be looking at me. Plus I'm dating Kyle and he's like loyal, whatever. So then Maria goes over to help this other, you know, two men at this booth and they're yelling at each other. And at some point a guy takes a gun out and he goes to shoot this other guy and the other guy hits it and he ends up shooting Liz. Mm-hmm. And so Liz falls in the back and as this is happening, Sarah McLaughlin's fear is like playing <laughs> slowly in the background. Max comes over. He puts his hand. He like rips open her shirt, puts yeah. his hand on his chest. And there's like blood coming out of her stomach. Mm-hmm. And he puts his hand and heals her. And we see all these flashes of her as like a little kid. And like, I'm not joking. I'm getting goosebumps talking about the Sarah McLaughlin, <laughs> like weaving in and out of this scene. And he's like, Heals her. The hole is gone. He takes a ketchup bottle, breaks it and says, you spilled ketchup when you fell, dumps it all over her shirt. And he's like, don't tell anybody. Gets up and runs out of this thing. And like, I just, I still think 
even after this, like all these years, I still think it is such a perfect opening scene to a show. <laughs> oh my god, so okay. cheesy, but it's so good. Uh huh. Yeah, you, you disagree. I can tell. I know. Well, here's a, I didn't notice the song at all because I guess I was paying attention to what uh was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that there was a song in the background that you uh like it wasn't even that i liked it i didn't even know that song before i watched this show <laughs> it just uh a lot of my love for sarah mclaughlin came through roswell okay That's, so like as the series kind of goes liz comes home she you know she talks to the sheriff she talks to all these people they're like we can't find a bullet hole blah 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 blah. and she goes no i fell i gotta catch up you know and so you can tell at this point we're introduced to the sheriff and he's skeptical he finds these empty Mm -hmm. tabasco bottles on the table yeah which is also another thing um Mm -hmm. that's very roswell-esque and she comes home and she looks and she has this like silver handprint on her stomach (laughs) where also okay it's (laughs) when you say handprint oh no it's not even like uh i mean it's not a real handprint. It's like a fake alien handprint. But it clearly came from Max Evans' hand. It's just like, oh my gosh. With it's like, you know, skinny fingers and they're they're kind of like not shaped the same way that ours. Like they couldn't have just like taken his hand and like actually did like a photo. Yeah, print. It's like the thing should be, oh my gosh, it left a handprint. Not yeah. that the handprint itself is, is alien. alien. <laughs> so great yeah. anyway so she comes to school they're in biology class and yeah, like <laughs> like twilight <laughs> it's classic <laughs> she's sitting at the table he comes in late and the teacher's talking about cells and mm-hmm. that they're going to look at the difference between plant cells and, and human cells so the person on the left needs to like take a, a cheek sample well max yeah. has his pencil in his mouth and he goes uh can i go to the bathroom Anyway, so he leaves and then Liz takes a sample of her cells, looks at them, and then she kind of gets a little curious and she takes cells off of Max's pencil and looks at them and they're different. Yeah. I mean, they're totally different color, different size. And she's like, (gasps) I just want to know, how do they get this far in life at 16 years old that they've never had like blood samples taken or... You know, like You're talking kid, about like Max and Max and Isabel, like if they were like literally found on the side of the road by their adopted parents, like didn't they take them in and get checkups and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in order to get into school, you had to have like vaccines and like medical records and stuff. Oh, and I'm sure Unless, they have them. Or I don't know, New Mexico. I don't, I don't know what New Mexico's <laughs> rules are. Yeah, me either, actually. <laughs> no, nothing about that. But also, well, 13... okay, that might be like a plot hole. Oh, it's definitely a pothole. 13 slash 13 year old Brittany did not think about that at all. It was like, oh my gosh, his cells are different. Super entertaining. It's great. So then she confronts him and she says, hey, I looked at your cells. They're different. They're in. Well, this is that actually first they come in to the music room and Kyle Valenti is playing on the symphony. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like in the middle of the day in this like empty band room in the dark almost that's what it looks like and he's just beaten away on this in his like leather jacket i was like is he a bad boy like that's literally what i thought but then it's like didn't she describe him as loyal and nice and kind he has aviators on pulls him off all right she goes uh we have to study and so he's like okay well in the band room in the middle of the day (laughs) in the middle of classes like 
<laughs> they gotta go to class. Anyways, Jeez. a classic scene. She um says, <laughs> "Where are you from?" And <laughs> just you want to explain it because <laughs> I want you to explain it outside of my bias. <laughs> I mean, she's just like, I have. Yeah, I need to know. Um, like, where are you from? And then he is just like staring at her with his like beautiful eyes. Okay, oh, like gorgeous, yeah, right? I'm like saluting, and I'm in my 30s. And he just takes his hand and like points up, <laughs> and she's like, "North." And then, and then he just slowly raises his hand even higher, and she's, <laughs> and then you see her eyes just kind of like pan up (laughs) and i am just sitting alone in my room watching the show laughing out loud and then she's like you're not a a, an alien Alien. are you and then he says i prefer not of this earth (laughs) it's oh my god i'm laughing because i love it so much but i think i can like look at it from this like standpoint of what would you do in high school at 16 years old like anyways <laughs> so we find out you know he tells her i'm an alien yes but you can't tell anybody my life is in your hands and she tries right. to run out and she tries to leave and then she you know obviously like accepts it whatever but we mm-hmm. find out she's kind of been dogging maria her friend and like dodging her calls and all this stuff because she knows Mm -hmm. something happened to her okay so we then are introduced max goes to like lunch at some taco place randomly apparently they don't have to eat at school when they're 16 they can just leave campus and we are introduced formally to his sister isabel Catherine Mm -hmm. heigl and michael who was also at the diner yeah during the the um situation the shooting yeah. right yeah. yeah so he knows what um max did and yeah he knows that he saved her so then isabel's kind of like chiding him about it and she's like why did you do that we'll have to deal with miss scientist later and then it's clear max is like told her and she goes you told her we promised we would never tell anybody not even our parents know and it's like mm-hmm. how did these like nine-year-old children come out of a pod and not like go and tell their parents like yeah we're aliens i just love that that there's so many plot holes of like yeah that's not how but anyways they've hidden it from their parents there we find out at this point that they all were part of this crash in the 40s but then they were in these pods and they (laughs) incubation pods until Mm -hmm. you know they were i don't know third grade years that age what is that nine So, so like they actually are high school age yeah they were just it because sometimes again makes me think of twilight it's not like they're hundreds of years old in these like teenage bodies yeah that also 29 but they they really are that age so even though i guess yeah you said the crash happened in the 40s it was like 47 or something Uh uh-huh um it's not like they were around so they don't even actually really know necessarily what happened Mm -mm. right no yeah. They don't know what's happened. Uh, they just know that they came out of these pods and <laughs> they were walking on the street and they were found by the Evans who then adopted them. And then oh somehow Michael was separated and he was found and put into the foster system. Yeah, so- he is a foster parent. One of my favorite lines, another one that made me burst out laughing was they were like trying to get in their car and Max was like, let's just go home. And then uh, Michael was like, this isn't our home. <laughs> This isn't even our solar system. <laughs> it's so 
this isn't even our solar system. And I love how like he talks so soft in the pilot episode because that's not how he really talks in the others. Like this isn't even our solar system. (laughs) So wonderful. Yeah. Um, So they're pissed that he told Liz and Mm -hmm. they're like, we have to leave. We got to get out of here. It's like, where are you guys going to go? Like you've been living in Roswell anyways so i also love the part and laughed out loud when they're driving on the road and we hear music playing and then max is like isabel can you please not do that and she and she moves the cd away from here and she's like what i can't listen to a cd yeah it's like yeah it was like surround sound yeah she was just holding it so she's man if i had a superpower i should add that to the list that's pretty cool they have some pretty cool powers so that's the thing we find out they were driving and then they get pulled over by the sheriff on the side of the road. And I mean, Isabel and Michael are kind of freaking out. Max is like, it's fine. And so the sheriff comes over, you know, license and registration. So um, he gives it to him and he's like, okay, you know, all right. Thanks, Mr. Evans. Uh, you know, there was a situation at the diner and just trying to keep things safe or, or check yeah. up on things, whatever. And then mm, the sheriff noticed <laughs> A Tabasco bottle, <laughs> practically empty, just like the other empty Tabasco bottles that he had seen previously, at the bottom of the car, like by the gas and brake pedals yeah. or whatever, which also safety hazard. Well, they're 16. They don't know how to drive. <laughs> and, <laughs> they don't know about safety yet. I mean, he didn't say anything, but he we know that he definitely saw it. So he's making a connection between, uh-oh, like they were there. Yeah. And, like, no one told me that they were there or I haven't talked to them about what happened. So, like, he's very suspicious of Max. Absolutely. Yeah. So Liz goes on a date with Kyle. And as she's coming home, she reaches up and he sees this, like, silver handprint. Also, why did she reach up? What what was she doing? I don't know. I thought about that and I was like, is she getting a spare key? Because at first I was like, is she going to try to turn off the light? That's what I thought. I don't know. So silly. But anyways, he... uh, she he sees the silver handprint he's like hey what's that and she's like nothing and mm-hmm. then he leaves and clearly tells his dad because then she gets called into the office she can't find her backpack which has her uniform in it that has blood and a hole in it yeah and the sheriff says like let me see, which this part is so inappropriate and uncomfortable he's like i talked <gasps> I to your dad he said it's okay if i talk to you and he's like ah kyle said he saw a silver handprint i'm gonna need to see for myself so I know. They're, like, alone in this room at school, just him and her. Yeah. And then literally, I mean, he just, like, wants her to lift up her shirt. Yeah. I was just like, this cannot happen. No. It kind of made me mad, but anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, she lifts her shirt up, and lo and behold, there's no handprint. (gasps) But before, he shows her these, like, old pictures of an autopsy of a man who'd been killed from 1949. No, the picture was from 1959. Oh, 59. You're right. Okay. He says <laughs> there was a silver handprint and Kyle said he saw something similar on your stomach. So he shows her this picture and she's like, oh my gosh, that's the same handprint, but she lies to him. And then he says, was Max Evans there? And she says, no. <laughs> and then the sheriff says, we had your backpack. So it's clear he has her uniform with the hole, the bullet hole in it. He mm-hmm. also has like blood on it, everything. So she confronts Max and she's like, I need to know a few things. Like, who are you? Where are you from? I don't know. How did we do? How did you do this? And then he tells her like, we have these powers. We can manipulate objects. We can, mm-hmm. um, we can connect with people. Uh, and then I think at that, when is it the part that he goes to? There, or- oh, he like 
um knocks on her yeah we skipped that part he knocks on her no he yells no she's on the roof because this is a theme throughout she's on the roof of her like terrace and he shouts her name she looks over at the and he's standing there she comes down lets him in but that's a big thing like oftentimes he comes and he's like liz and then she looks over and he like climbs up the banister oh Oh, jeez wait till their first kiss Spoiler alert. It's well, jeez, so I wanted it to happen in this episode. But well, then just I wait till the heat wave. That's the best episode. P.S. Um, <laughs> anyways, so he then does this thing where he goes, I saw all these images of you as a kid. And she's like, how do you know those things? You didn't know me till the third grade. And mm-hmm. he goes, well, let's see if we can make this like happen the other way. And I'll show you myself. And then it just it's such a sweet scene. And again. Fear by Sarah McLaughlin is just like coursing through the background. He touches her face and she sees all these flashes of him as a little kid walking on the highway with Isabel. Um, he sees, she sees him coming off the bus and seeing her as a little kid and like mm-hmm. falling, she can tell how he loves her. And then she sees this image of him in the hallway where he sees her laughing and basically she says, I see me how he sees me, which is like beautiful. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I, as a you know teenager was like, yeah. I thought it was so sweet. And this is when my favorite line of the entire pilot episode occurs. Let's hear it. It's it's like after, yeah, that she's like, oh, you know, he sees me this way, blah, blah, blah. And, and she's just like, so this is like a voiceover, right? She's like narrating what's happening. And she says, it's just so ironic that when something like this finally happened to me, it was with an alien. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's I listeners, you got to give it a shot because even with it's just so endearing and it's just so stupid at the same time. I can't stop laughing. It was with okay. an alien. Anyways, so then we find out she tells Max like, "Hey, there's somebody who killed a person using the same handprint. He's like, that's impossible. It's only me, Isabel and Michael. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out it's like, oh, there's another alien out there somewhere. And so she goes, plus the sheriff has my like uniform. He sees that there's a hole in it. There's blood. And then he panics <laughs> as is per the norm for this show. Mm-hmm. Someone panics. And then they start packing up and it's the night of this like crash festival And he says to Isabel, like, we got to go. So they pick up Michael and they start going. And then Maria comes into Liz's room and she's like, you need to tell me now what's going on. So then she tells Maria. Maria freaks out. They get in her Jetta and she's like, we got to go find them. We got to stop them. Anyways, they come up with this like elaborate plan. Anything you want to say on that? Well, I mean, they don't really disclose anything about this plan, right? I mean, I didn't know it was going to happen until it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then there's a few times where we see uh, Alex, Colin Hanks' character, like, basically Mm -hmm. asking Liz, like, is everything okay? Like, are you doing okay? Because Mm -hmm. I'm friends with you and I'm friends with Maria. And if you're lying to Maria, it's like you're lying to me. And anyways, well, so Liz goes to Kyle's house first. And she's all, like, dressed up. And everybody's got these, like, weird costumes on. Yeah, and, like space person, alien, yeah. tight suit, whatever type of outfits. Yeah, and it's like clear that she 
has like blown him off a few times and he's kind of pissed at her. And she's Mm -hmm. like, no, I love, like, I want to get to like, meet me at the crash festival at the podium in 30 minutes or whatever. So then they get to this festival and we just see Maria and Isabel walking and Colin Hanks character, Alex is like, Hey, nice cones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. And I, or I, I heard that and I thought, did he just say nice cones? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Yeah. So they come up with this plan. Maria's rolling in the dirt. They, uh, <laughs> Isabel, like, hits her with the car, kind of, but doesn't really. Yeah, what, fakes it. Fakes it. And uh-huh. uh, um, so then Maria's laying on the ground. Liz runs over and she's like, yeah, Maria. And then the thing is that the sheriff sees Max eating a corn dog and he stops him and he's like, I know you were there and I know something's going on, but he has Max in handcuffs. And as this thing happens, like Maria's laying down and this person with this alien mask runs up and like puts his hand on her chest, basically like saying like healing her. Sheriff sees this person, runs after them, loses him in the crowd, sees him, pulls the mask off and it's his son, Kyle. (gasps) Yeah, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. and uh but then when he looks at his fingers there's like paint on his fingers so he sees that it's fake and then we get a little cut i know this is a lot of detail we get a cut to my uh, michael he's in the porta potty takes the mask off so they clearly planned it so that michael is wearing the same costume as kyle yeah. just to throw off the sheriff and the sheriff comes to max and he's like i know you're lying like i'm gonna find out the truth mm-hmm. and then Three, two, one, the alien ship crashes, everybody's cheering, and we see this really sad image of Isabel, Michael, and Max looking at this, like, fake burning carnage of, like, their parents, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, that actually was really sad. They're, like, behind this, you know, like, wired fence. Yeah, they're just these, like, those fake, exaggerated alien heads or whatever. Yeah, they're burning in this fire at this festival and there are the three of them just like they're making fun of our kind you know type of yeah. sadness i actually felt sad for them yeah and then mm-hmm. you know um the second best song of this soundtrack that <laughs> made it to streaming services is crash into you by dave matthews band starts playing and max looks over and he sees liz And then he walks over and he's like, it's not safe for us to be together. I don't think we can. I don't think we can be more than this, even though I want to. And she's like, well, I don't care. I do want to be more than this. And then they say they can't. So clearly we've got some star-crossed lovers stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we end with Liz writing in her journal saying, you know, five days ago I died. But do you have it written down? I don't. What's really amazing is after that, I came to life or something (laughs) stupid. End credits. Oh my gosh. And that's it. That is our pilot episode of Brittany Bly's favorite show from 13 till 16. That was my favorite show. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Should we, uh, any well, uh, last yeah. thoughts on the plot? Or are you good? I just, I know I've said it already many times, but it really is like Twilight. And so I kept thinking about that and like comparing <laughs> it to that. Uh-huh. You know, when like uh-huh. Edward would do things and no one believed him and she's like, you're a vampire. I mean, it's right. almost exactly oh, I was wow. like, did Stephanie Meyer get inspiration <laughs> from Roswell High? She may have. Yeah. So anyways. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, ratings, shall we? Yeah. So on IMDb, 
I'm going to take all of these with like a little bit of a grain of salt. Actually, I'm not too, it's not too bad. 7.5 out of 10 uh, overall for the overall series. And then the pilot episode is a 7.9 out of 10. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. not too bad. And then Rotten Tomatoes, I think for TV shows that aren't critically acclaimed, they just do the average audience score and it was 87%. So that's higher than 7.5. It's definitely higher than 7.5. The thing I I will say about Roswell is I feel like, again, is it like the best show ever? Probably not, but it's like a cult classic. So those of us who loved it when we were kids, probably shut up. <laughs> Those of us who loved it as children, like I think Christina, um, our old roommate, has like mm-hmm. very similar feelings about Roswell as I do, where it's like, hey, I know I said like last week my sexual awakening was Antonio Banderas, and it was, but my true awakening of like, oh, I like boys and I like that boy, and his name <laughs> is Jason Bear, <laughs> Max so Evans, funny. obsessed. Well, here's the thing though, and I don't. I mean this with all the love of in my heart. This came out in 1999. Yeah. I was eight. Exactly. So I this was not a type of show that I would have watched at that age. But mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Like other WB shows or CW, like One Tree Hill. I mean, that oh, yeah. was, you know came after. Man, oh, what was his name? Chad Michael Murray. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And um yeah, there's just like, so I know what you're talking about. Well, it's just that Roswell was not like my time. No, and I think it was like a very niche, like small time because it was sort of between like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which had so many seasons, and then um, Dawson's Creek, which also had so many seasons. I wasn't allowed to watch Dawson's Creek, but I loved mm-hmm. it secretly because I loved Joshua Jackson. <laughs> but I could watch Roswell because my parents didn't know what was on Roswell and there was definitely some adult situations. It's about aliens, mom and dad. Like it's like like kind of like X Files. Trust me, but you don't want to yeah. watch it, and I will never watch it with any of you guys. I will watch oh it my by gosh. myself. Are there any yeah. reviews? Well, there was a lot of little reviews, basically just talking about like, hey, it was kind of this cult classic. But one article I found it was written in like 2018. I don't even know who it was written by, but it's called like Five Reasons Why You Need to Rewatch Roswell. So clearly, <laughs> this is geared towards the millennial generation of uh you know people who were in their teens when the year 2000 (laughs) happened so number one the swoony romances not just max and liz there's romance between maria and michael and there's Mm -hmm. romance between alex and isabel and all three of those are just like each one in their own right is just really great i think re-watching the show now i would definitely be team maria and michael because their chemistry is just so funny the second (laughs) reason humor and friendship the third reason is jason cadams um Ronald Moore and the famous cast. So like, like we've talked about a lot of these cast members started, they weren't really anything. And now they've gone on to do like really great big movies or shows or producing and things like that. Um, And then like we were talking about earlier, Jason Caddams wrote Parenthood and Friday Night Lights, which are two huge shows that people love. Um, Number four, time travel, evil villains and amazing world building. (laughs) So spoiler to you, I won't say anymore. And then the fifth reason was Michael and Maria. (laughs) So those are kind of the reviews that I saw. Let's go to our own ratings. What do you give it, Ani? Okay, so um, our categories are acting, soundtrack, script, and makes me want to watch it more. And we give it out of five flames. So acting, I gave a four out of five. Oh. I, um, I, I just, I don't think it's like 
the best. I don't think it's, you know, Oscar worthy type of acting. Sure. Um, but like it did its job and it was good. Yeah. For what it is. So that's like 80%, four out of five. Yeah. Soundtrack. You know, Brittany, I love you. Um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Actually, I gave a 4.5 out of five. Okay. And because the songs really do add to the scene, even though I'm also not aware of like what the song, I mean, you just mentioned like Sarah McLaughlin twice and yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that was in the background. Yeah. But clearly like there was music and it to me though, it seems like a show <laughs> that's just like, okay, guys, uh, what's popular at this time? And like, what can we put in here that teens are going to want to download and buy? Oh, um, yeah. But it seems fine. But but it was good. So 4.5. That's pretty high. That's not bad. I know. Uh, script. I am being generous and I'm giving a 3 out of 5. <laughs> it, I mean, we've already, okay. if you listen to this whole episode, like we've already mentioned cheesy laugh out loud. At least for us now. Yeah. Right? Like if yeah. I were watching it then, who knows how I would feel. Maybe be like, oh my gosh, he's an alien. And I'm like, what? He's an alien? So three out of five. Um, makes me want to watch it more. Is three point five <laughs> out of five. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I I mean no offense or anything. It's just um, again I'm watching it as a thirty something year old in 2023, and I yeah. wasn't watching it before, and it's hard to like put me back in that time. It's just like too, um, like teen moody for me yeah totally and and where it's like you're a freaking teenager like what are you what do you think you're capable of doing (laughs) you know like you're gonna solve the world's mystery about aliens or i don't know yeah so um yeah 3.5 out of 5 i think overall that averages to about a 3.75 which is funny because imdb is 7.5 and there we go that's equivalent mathematically well, i respect your uh ratings and mm-hmm. i will uh raise you my raise ratings you. okay <laughs> so i actually would say that the acting for the pilot episode in terms of like how much better it gets i would say that the acting is probably actually at a 3.5 for this pilot episode so i okay. said a little bit lower than you <laughs> i think they struggle to find its footing obviously in all pilot episodes you don't really get to know the characters but i think it's like so sweet and just a little bit cheesy but overall like i love it so so much mm-hmm. for nostalgic reasons Um, and we don't get to see all of the acting that the characters have yet and so the pilot struggles just a little bit but I think the actors really are some of my favorite actors and they really come into their own and as I've watched it I'm sure they would go back and be like oh my gosh cringe so I think definitely a 3.5 for the pilot episode okay I'm gonna say the soundtrack is a 10 out of 5 Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is Although the show used a lot of popular songs, there are differences. And I think Dawson's Creek actually did this as well. So the songs that were put into the the original show for the WB, due to licensing issues, many songs then were replaced on the the DVD releases and then subsequently the the streaming services so like the opening song when they're at the restaurant is save tonight by eagle eye cherry do you know that song yeah save tonight so that was like a popular song at that time but they had to replace it with something because they didn't have the license to use it so as i'm going through watching this show I still remember all of the songs at different scenes. And so I'm so disappointed in the streaming because some of the songs, so like they, they used like Dido, they didn't change that song. Whereas like Dawson's Creek, they replaced 
Paula Cole for that opening song. Are you serious? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Streaming right now? Uh, I think they maybe have like finally got this the um, but for a long time on the I DVDs, mean, that's, it's that's classic. It's like Dawson's yes. Creek equals that song. But Roswell um kept in their streaming and in their DVDs, Dido's here with me. Which oh my gosh, Dido's here with me is like. My sister will laugh if she ever hears this because that was like my CD. Like that album, I listened to it on repeat constantly. I was introduced, I said this last week, to Counting Crows off of uh, mm-hmm. off of uh, Roswell. A lot of Sarah McLachlan. Um, I think, what's that one band that I love? Like uh, Third Eye Blind off of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of really great, like the first kiss that they have, there's this song called, uh, it's by Gomez. Anyways, I'm going to cut this part out, but you should go back. It's one of my favorite scenes and they cut that song and it makes that scene so beautiful and powerful and I don't know if it's just because like I learned it from that scene Mm -hmm. and so like when I hear that song I think of like all the feelings I had of like first kisses and like you know awkwardness I don't know what it is but (laughs) um and also syndicated episodes use this the original music so if you ever see it streaming or on the syndicated network you should watch it because the soundtrack on the, the original show is, I think, seriously so, so well done. So again, 10 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Script, 4.5. I think the story is interesting to me, and I still think the pilot sets up the series really well. Um, mm-hmm. With fun dialogue and quick banter, I think it's definitely some of it's like a little unbelievable. I'm like, okay, well, wouldn't they think if they couldn't find a bullet hole, like that there was a blank in the gun? Or like, wouldn't they think all of these other things instead of like their their thought is that an alien saved her instead of like an actual thing, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, um, when in Rome. But yeah, so it makes me want to watch it more. I think because of nostalgic reasons, I'm going to say four out of five. Um, mm-hmm. I still would love to. When I was 13, I wanted to watch all of it. Like I wanted yeah. to watch the whole thing every single week. I hated waiting week to week. Mm-hmm. And then overall, I'm going to say a 4.5 out of five for nostalgic reasons. I think that <laughs> I still love this show. I think that I, I really mean it when I say that it really built my musical standards of what kind of music I like. And uh, just uh, being aware of how music impacts a scene. Like, for example, like you were saying, I didn't even notice that song. When I was a kid, I remember just like getting goosebumps because that music aligned so much with like emotionally mm-hmm. what was happening. And so as a teenage child, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I noticed, and I will attribute it to Roswell. Like I noticed when there's like a perfect song that matches a perfect yeah. scene. That's cool. So anyways, that's my overall score. I'm so glad we watched this show. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited to hear if we have any other listeners who loved Roswell. I don't yeah. know if we will, but we'll see. Well, well, listeners, you guys, you can watch the show if you haven't already. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Can they access it anywhere else? I don't know. Hulu's pretty. Apple, no, Hulu. And then I think if you buy it, you can buy it on like DVDs and stuff. Anyways, but thanks again for everybody for supporting us, listening to us. Again, you can follow us on uh, our Instagram page, pilotlights.podcast. And comment on uh, what you thought. Um, okay, next week, I think we should do a newer show. Um, that I have heard very mixed reviews about, so I'm excited. Um, Velma. Oh. On HBO Max. The cartoon with Mindy Kaling? Okay, I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. So HBO Max, Velma, the animated series. So like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You can check it out before you listen to our episode or listen to us first, which is probably always the best, and then watch the show. But that's what we're going to do next time. Perfect. 
All, All right. right. Well, thanks again for listening. And we'll, yeah. I'll see you next week, Ani. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Brittany. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. It'll be February. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I hate January.